Hello, and welcome to Untapped, Syrup for the Soul, a podcast for people who love learning through analogies, parables, metaphors, and symbolism found in everyday experiences. I am your host, Angie Hunter, and I can't wait to share how the seemingly simple in life can become profound, the mundane miraculous, and the ordinary extraordinary. Let's tap in. Hello, everybody. I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday and enjoyed lots of delicious foods and family and fun. Today's podcast, The Balloons, is for those of us carrying things that appear shiny and pretty at first glance, but inevitably begin to cloud our vision and ability to serve and love others at our highest level. I'm sure you guys have seen funny moments in old films. I'm picturing the black and white silent kind, where there's a clown carrying a huge bunch of balloons, and all the things start to go wrong. Balloons escape and fly into the air. Strings get twisted and tangled around something, causing a silly scene. They may even come in contact with things that cause them to pop, surprising and frightening the clown, or the balloons block the clown's view, and so they don't see something in front of them and ultimately run into it. It's all very amusing and hilarious as a form of entertainment, but when it happens in real life, it can be, well, not so much fun and not very funny. So many of us feel like it is useful to take upon ourselves the emotions, feelings, worries, and problems of other people. It just doesn't feel right for us to allow spouses, children, family, friends, and even strangers to quote-unquote suffer, to allow them to deal with their own issues, to allow their problems to happen, to allow them to make their own choices that we perceive as poor or incorrect, to allow it all to be okay. We wonder, how can I do that? How can I be okay with this situation? In our minds, it's not okay. In fact, I believe that the thought we struggle with most is, how is that love? It just doesn't feel right in a sense to allow things without internalizing them. We worry that it could be interpreted to mean that we don't care. If we aren't constantly sad and stressed and worried, then we aren't loving enough, right? But is that true? I sometimes struggle with the balance between being a support for others and taking it all on myself. I think this is a common issue, especially among people who are empathic and feel things deeply. A closer look at the balloon scenario helps me to untangle my thoughts around this. Have you ever purchased helium balloons for a party? The kind person across the counter hands the balloons over to you confidently, showing you how they are all hooked together with this plastic grabber thing so that there is now no possible chance of them getting away. But you know if there's anyone that could prove them wrong, it's you. You grasp the plastic handle tightly, not expecting the wind to have picked up so much while you're in the store. So they start to batter together, making a sound unique to balloons and balloons alone. You know the one. Then comes the moment of truth the moment where you have to successfully get them into the car without allowing any to escape. You push some in, 
but then others find their way back out. You are now in a fight with the balloons who are acting out very independently instead of working together in that tight-knit group like they were in the store. You know you look ridiculous like the clown in the silent movie. You wonder who is watching. The balloons that were so tranquil before all seem to have their own ideas of where to go and how to get there. Sometimes one even gets away, and you stand hopelessly watching it drift off into the sky, wondering what will become of it. Other times, you may be able to trap them all in with the string shut tightly in the door, its tail flapping in the wind outside the car, but you don't care. At least they are in. You get them to your destination by some miracle, and then you start the whole process over again, willing them into the house or building. Of course one gets away and travels to the far reaches of the garage or that vaulted part of the ceiling that lies beyond your reach even with a ladder. You're disappointed. You find yourself thinking about the one that got away. A kid cries wanting you to rescue and secure the balloon. You try and are possibly successful. If not, you wait for the balloon to slowly lose its helium and limply drift back down within reach. No one wants it after that, so it makes its way into the trash. And of course, there's an analogy in it all. The more air you give a balloon, the heavier it becomes. A balloon weighs more inflated than deflated. Not much, but more. It is not a weight of air, per se, but the weight of air under a specific pressure. So when you see that person in the store with balloons and you're like, now there's a person who is going somewhere, right? They have something important to do, something big, something fun, something light. That is probably true, but the balloons still have weight. Now imagine that each balloon represents something that you are carrying. Maybe anxiety or love, perhaps fear, stress, overwhelm, maybe hope and confidence, or perhaps shame and guilt. Each of the balloons has a distinct size, color, and form. Some may even be tied up in animal shapes. The lengths of their strings can also be different. Then above them all is this giant smiley emoji balloon floating around like a clown at a birthday party. We are supposed to carry all of the balloons and keep smiling, even if it's fake, right? We go through the motions and laugh at the clown like we are expected to. We are not supposed to feel negative emotions, much less let others know we are feeling them. Please note the sarcasm. So we place the smiley emoji balloon directly in front of our faces and continue walking. As we continue to walk along with the balloons, we notice something interesting. We realize that in addition to all of our own emotional balloons, we are also trying to hold and control other people's emotional balloons. However, we find it rather impossible. The wind starts and the balloons begin to tangle one with another. Pretty soon, we are not sure which emotions or balloons belong to us and which ones belong to other people. A few decide to try to escape. We grasp at them wildly. We believe that we need them all. However, the more we struggle to keep control, the more slippery the balloons seem to become. We can't really see what is in front of us and find that trying to carry all of these balloons for other people actually isn't helping them 
or us at all. We are unable to see where we are going and we have so many balloons that our feet are actually leaving the ground. We are carried wherever the wind takes us. We take it upon ourselves to carry others' balloons. A few years ago, my son was struggling with anxiety. I decided that it would be useful for me to try to carry that balloon for him. As I walked along with his balloon, I struggled to untangle it from another balloon. This balloon was guilt. It was my own. Because I had also struggled at times with anxiety, I believed that I had probably passed it on to my son somehow, whether it was genetic or learned. It was my fault that he had to struggle with this. If only I weren't this way, the balloon shame lingered near. The balloon entitled anxiety loomed larger and larger. What can I do to help him? How can I take it away? What's wrong with him? What's wrong with me? And now instead of us, instead of one of us struggling, there were two. <laughs> In that state, I could not serve and love him at my highest capacity. On occasion, I've also found myself trying to carry my husband's balloon stress. Selfishly, I made his balloon mean something about me. I'm not doing enough to help. He must be unhappy with me. I need to somehow be different to lessen the stress for him. I need to carry it. He shouldn't have to. Maybe it's my fault. Maybe I did something wrong. So another guilt and shame balloon filled up with air. But see how I made it all about me? It started out as this concern for my husband's stress. And then it shifted to me. I don't know if I'm the only selfish one out here that does this, but thinking back on it now, it seems incredibly selfish. Nowhere in there was I really thinking about how to love and serve him. Instead, I entered a pit of despair, drowning in my own thoughts about myself. It is pretty hard to lend a helping hand and lift someone in need when you yourself are at the bottom. The list could go on and on as far as what balloons we are trying to carry for others. Perhaps a loved one's addiction, a family member's financial problems, a parent's health challenges, a friend's marital issues. You think about it and decide what things are you trying to carry for others. Albeit difficult, I realized that I could hand the balloons back to their rightful owners. I worried that if I handed them back, it must mean I don't care. But carrying them does not equal caring. In fact, carrying them means that now two of us are ungrounded and tethered. I then thought of a way I could be caring. Instead of taking the balloon, I took the hand of the person carrying the balloon. Yes, this felt like love. Others have their own balloons or challenges to carry, but I could be next to them every step of the way. I can hold their hand. I acknowledged that there had already been someone who had taken on every pain, sorrow, challenge, heartbreak, disability, illness, etc. And he was far better at understanding the why, the how, and the when than I was.
There was no need for me to carry these for other people. The Savior had already done it perfectly. So, I am free to just follow the commandment to love one another as he has loved us. Peace. The balloon entitled guilt sprung a leak and withered. Anxiety seemed smaller. Shame in this circumstance popped altogether. I pondered, it is what it is. How can I expect my loved ones not to have challenges that cause them to learn and grow and progress? How can I show love without trying to fix everything and everyone? We cannot control what others go through. We cannot control how they react. We can only control how we want to show up in that circumstance. I want to hold my children's hands. I want to hold my spouse's hand every step of the way, while also allowing them to carry their own balloon. I want to learn all I can about strategies for my son to try with his anxiety. I want to teach him healthy ways to process emotion, but in the end, it's his balloon. My thoughts about his anxiety and what I was choosing to make it mean about myself were just that, thoughts. And just like a balloon, they could be popped. Other people want us to take their balloons. How many times have you had someone, a friend or family member, reach out and vent and want you to jump on the bandwagon with them? They want you to be angry too, annoyed too, frustrated too, judgmental too, spiteful too. They don't want to hold the balloon by themselves. Why? Those are heavy balloons. They want company. Somehow that seems to lighten the load for them. But all it does is create more air for that emotion, which in turn makes it heavier. How can we hold space and convey our sympathy without taking it upon ourselves? Well, we listen. We offer our genuine reaction. I'm really sorry this happened. That really sucks. It must be very difficult to be in that spot. I honestly don't know how you feel or what it would be like to be in that position, but I hear you. I see you. I'm here to offer my own support and strength as needed. I will walk with you every step of the way. Tell me how I can help. Do you see how that does not escalate the emotion? You did not take the balloon. You just offered assistance. The person may want a different reaction from you. They might be annoyed actually, by that reaction. And that's okay. You're modeling a new behavior. They may be used to something different from you, but holding space for them and offering your genuine love and concern is the most loving thing you can do for them and yourself. We want others to hold our balloons for us. Sometimes I try to get others to take the balloons I am responsible for. Stress and overwhelm for me often wave in the wind on short strings. They seem to be close to me at all times. I remember days when my kids were small and my husband would walk in the door from work and the first thing he got from me was me unloading on him, like talking in turbo speed about how hard the kids were, what went wrong that day, what didn't get done, and why there was no dinner made. If he only understood when I went through each day, then what? What did I hope he would feel? 
what was I wanting to control in him? Did I want him to feel guilty? Did I want him to feel some form of sympathy? How would him feeling that way take away my stress and anxiety, my overwhelm? But I wanted so desperately to give it away, to make him feel it. If he didn't want to feel it, if I didn't want to feel it, why in the world would I want to unload it on someone that I love? But we do it. Then I learned that stress and overwhelm are not caused by circumstances, but rather the thoughts about those circumstances. I have the option to change my thoughts. I have the option to not feel certain emotions, or I have the option to feel the emotion and move on. Even with a full-time job, deadlines, kids, health issues, appointments, practices, housework, meals, this was still possible. This was news to me. I had the option to just name the stress and overwhelm, process them, and feel the strings loosen in my hand. They no longer had to cloud my vision. They no longer had to control me. I didn't have to take out my stress and overwhelm on anyone else. I did not have to make others share these emotions with me. They have their own balloons to carry. So, as we ponder about our balloons and our emotions, I think it would do us all good to reflect on a few questions. What balloons am I carrying right now? Which strings are wrapped tightly around my hand, cutting off the circulation of true love and genuine service? Am I carrying balloons that are not mine to carry? Is this helping the person? Do I love my reasons for it? The answer sometimes to that question is yes. Sometimes we do want to try to carry someone's load. What that looks like could be different depending on the circumstance. But sometimes us trying to carry it is not creating what we think we're creating. Am I trying to give away balloons that are mine to deal with? If so, why? What balloons might I be able to pop? And what balloons do I just need to let go of? And let the Savior, let it float up into the air, into the heavens, and let the Savior and his atonement take care of that one. Take a few minutes to draw your balloons if you'd like, to have a visual, to label them, to attach a color to them. Travel down the string and up to your brain to find what thought is causing the emotion. Decide whether or not that thought and emotion are serving you. Then make the necessary changes to your thoughts in order to feel more grounded. Don't allow the balloons to carry you off and decide your fate. You are in charge of your emotions. You are in charge of your thoughts. And even though sometimes it can feel super hard to control balloons, you can do it. You have the capacity to give air or release air from the balloons that you have. I hope that each one of you will take a moment to ponder this. And if you need any help with your balloons, let me know. Have a wonderful week. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and think someone else could benefit from it too, please share it. 
If you would like to take this work deeper and need help accessing your personal syrup for the soul, reach out. I'm a life coach and can teach you tools that will help you untap what is already inside of you. Email me at syrup, the number four, the soul at gmail.com or find me on social media. Much love, Syrup for the Soul. Thank you.